You're listening to V for Vertigo, episode 104. Something kind of vertigo going on here. I've been seeing fables in my dreams. I've been laying scalped out here for hours in this swamp in New Orleans. I've been reading spells from books and magic, trying just to help lay trails to you. Feeling like a loser, so, so tragic. Feeling like I'm left to preach at all the time spent moving all so slow It's something kind of vertigo Welcome, it's the beginning of another edition of V for Vertigo Where I'm in the air, everywhere Streaming on the vast worldwide web And this podcast is one man's journey into the world of all things Vertigo Comics because everything else is just picture books. I'm your host, Mark Wicka Wicka Mudslide Johnson, and this week's spoiler field review will cover Fables Homelands by Bill Willingham and Mark Buckingham. No relation. <laughs> Their names just rhyme. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there is a relation. So, hello, everybody. Before we get started talking about Fables Homelands, oh. <sighs> Let's talk about uh, what happened recently. Oh, the Smallville finale. I finally watched that, and uh, I'll probably be spoiling it, which is hard to do because it's a prequel, and it's an immediate prequel. So, uh, spoiler alert, and I, I must say, the Smallville finale, well, I must preface this. I stopped watching Smallville many seasons ago it was around the time when uh like lana was a witch or something i don't know and they're like a ninja like that whole shitty season and it, it was I, I think it was a season before as much as i loved lex did he just die or was he going to die as i don't remember I think he was going to, but the episodes were so bad, and there wasn't enough Lex, if I remember correctly. And he was the only reason to keep watching the show. That I was like, fuck this shit. And then they went to college. Uh, and college, whenever you transition from a high school to a college setting, it's always hit or miss. It can either be good, like... Or it can be bad, like, um, uh, what's his, ah, fuck, I forgot the theme song for Saved by the Bell. But it can be bad, like Saved by the Bell. <laughs> the college years. <laughs> At least we got to see Zach and Kelly get married. Right? Yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah, so I stopped watching it, and I, I caught an occasional episode here or there, um, I don't remember. The Flash one was really good. This probably be the, my favorite one. I saw a couple Jeff Johns episodes which are overrated. But if you are a Smallville freak, uh, diehard, hardcore DC apologist, you'll love the finale because that's all I've been reading. But if you like, if you're like a eh, casual viewer, or you're like me and used to watch it, um, or if you like good TV, you won't like it because I don't even. Uh, I'm not even sure what happened. Okay, so. So, the first hour is dealing with uh, Clark and Lois getting married. 
and kind of setting up for Darkseid. And they don't get married, of course. But it's it's like they try to do false tension. Oh, I must say, Smallville started off great by showing a recap of the previous ten years. Uh, instead of, last time on Smallville. It was like, a last time on all the Smallvilles. I was like, that was cool. And then the actual episode sucked. So nothing really happened in the first hour. Except Green Arrow was under the control. Oh, it's also done under a frame narrative. Because Chloe is talking to her son about it. Um, and as we've learned from Dragon Age 2. And damn, there were like one, other things I've seen uh, that have done a frame narrative lately. But I can't think of anything else. Uh, frame narratives are bad. So, nothing happens for the first hour. And then the second hour, Lex comes back... And while it's cool, it didn't make much sense, and he gave, like, a dumb speech. Darkseid is apparently a ghost or something, and inhabits people's bodies. Apocalypse is a, is a like, Cybertron in the comics, where Cybertron can move. But un- unlike Cybertron, I think Apocalypse has an atmosphere. They're not giant metal robots. So, it's really weird. And if you've seen the... Fuck, I forgot the name. I tweeted this. But have you seen the Ultimate Doom? I want to say. The G1 episode. Where Cybertron... uh, Megatron brings Cybertron using, I think, a space bridge. Dr. Arkerville. And and then you see the episode. Like, the two... uh, Or Cybertron starts to tear Earth apart. They should both be tearing apart, but... It, it just imagine how much the moon affects our the tidal waves and stuff and the, all that crap. And this is a small, it's a small rock. When you got another planet, it should tear it apart. You didn't really get that here. And it was, it was, it was weird, man. So I guess Lex had a stepsister who wipes his memory before he kills her. And how convenient. And then Superman. Fights and the quotation marks, uh, Darkseid, who's inhabiting a dead Lionel Luther. And my fights is it's cool when he learns to fly, but then there's another boring, pointless recap there. And then he, he flies through him, and boom, Darkseid's gone. And he, he dawn, he flies to uh, what's that thing called with the, the plastic crystals? Whatever, not important, I forgot. And then he gets his suit. And I had no problem with the CGI. They didn't really show him in the suit. They showed him zipping around, blue and red streak, a little CGI. I didn't really care about that. It would have been nice to see him in a suit, but dude's not as fit. While he's still fit, he's not as fit as he once was. And so, whatever, right? Um, yeah, oh, and then he pushes uh, Apocalypse away. Very, was that John Burns-ish? I don't know, apparently Superman back in the 70s or some shit used to push, be as powerful to push planets away. I don't understand, so it didn't make any sense. And then he flashed forward seven years and a little cameo by Perry White and the real Jimmy Olsen. And apparently I missed there was a fake Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> I don't even get it. 
We're like a twin brother or something. Who watches, who watches this shit? Who watches it for 10 years? Fucking idiots. No, ah, uh, fuck it. I'm offending you. It is stupid. You do. Like, come on. I, I understand you watching it for 10 years, but come on. You can't defend it. It's, it's a shit show. Um, or it's just cheesy. It's just fanboy wink. Um, so, yeah. So, they're together, but they haven't married. And at the end, there's nice John Williams music. And he kind of exposes this suit with the shirt. S and yeah and that's it man apparently Green Arrow's with uh, Chloe I thought Green Arrow would be with uh, I thought they'd pigeonhole what's that one chick yeah, the chick with the voice ah oh, I forgot I don't read DC so it was I don't get it there's so many things it's so bad like if you think what I if I did a bad job no that's how bad the episode was and this is what I thought. Within the last season or two, they were setting up the Justice League. So when I heard Darkseid was going to be on the show, I was like, cool. You figure this is what's going to happen. They had Doomsday. They had uh, Brainiac. I, don't know, I didn't watch that episode. They had uh, Zod. They even had Bizarro, and I think there was some fighting, in at least two of those. So, you figure with uh, Darkseid, you're going all out, right? You're spending over budget, you don't really give a shit at this point. Because it's your last episode, it's your last season, whatever. So, you figure, that's what I thought, two hour season finale, series finale. Darkseid would appear in the first hour, which I guess technically he did. No, but actual Darkseid, not a ghost Darkseid would appear. He'd fuck some shit up. Maybe Lois would get captured instead of doing nothing. Um, oh, she was on a plane or something, telling the president not to nuke it, radiate. It was very creating false tension. And Superman did save the plane, a la Superman Returns. Except it was very fast. It was like 10 seconds instead of, God, 10 minutes in that plane thing. So where was I? Oh, yeah, okay, so. I figured Darkseid would have come and then took over shit. Superman would be powerless somehow or be being beaten by something or being held with kryptonite, slowly dying. He'd break out with some help um, in the Justice League or maybe even some of the Justice League would be killed. I don't know. Um, or they'd come and rescue And then the Justice League would fight all these foes off camera, kind of like when the Justice League first appeared. And someone was hiding in a garbage truck and just, oh, zap, zap, boom, boom, bing. And then Superman would fight Darkseid. And then maybe they, yeah, and Superman would fight and beat Darkseid. Darkseid would escape through a boom, boom. The end. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Superman would become Superman and then fight Darkseid. This, we'll say he tried to fight him the first time. Um, but then he got beat down, and then, or he got overwhelmed or some shit. And then the second time, he's wearing the cape and the suit, and then he can fly. Omega beam, maybe there's even a fire of the Omega beams, and then, well, we'll even, we'll even say there's not much actual fighting. We'll take all that out for budget constraints. We'll say, he flies in his dark side, boom, crashes him into a wall. Right? Close up. Boom, Darkseid's all mad, he's seen his things, or 
be, slightly before that, all his people were being engaged by the Justice League, and then he's like, "What? Where is Superman? Would they have failed me for the last time?" Throw out whatever cliches you want, and Superman flies through a, a wall, flies into the dark side, boom, smashes up some equipment, and then Dark Side comes up, and then maybe he gets hit one more time, and then Dark Side's up, and he's like, "I have not shown you my true power, Superman." <laughs> What am I doing? And then he, like, uses the Omega Beams. Oh, this is, like, the easiest, most boring way. And then he uses the Omega Beams. And then Superman was like, Ugh! And then he pushes his hand out. And then the Omega Beams. Surely it can't be expensive to have a red beam of light on fucking uh, old, old Clark there. So then he pushes it. And then he struggles while he's walking. He's like, Then he gets enough clothes to shove the Omega Beams back in his face, causing a backlash explosion. Now he goes flying, and then Darkseid goes flying. And then, of course, Clark gets up. He's he's a little bit uh, wary and exhausted or whatever. And then Darkseid brushes off, but he's looking totally fucked up. And he goes, and then we'll, we'll quote Megatron from Beast Wars. I believe it's time for a tactical retreat. Oh, we'll go. We'll go to the classic villain line. It's not over. And then he opens up a boom tomb and escapes. And meanwhile, Clark flies there, but he misses it before Darkseid escapes. And then meanwhile, they have like little flashes on the fallen, broken over monitors of uh, the other villains escaping. The end. Or have him die. Who cares? Oh, okay. That's that's what I figured. It'd be something like that. So maybe it was my fault when I heard Darkseid was going to be on. And uh, I don't know. Well, I expected a, a finale. This is basically a two-hour recap with a very boring wedding for an hour. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, this is this, this terrible. This, this terrible. Terrible, as Barkley would say. This terrible. But enough about Smallville. Now, this is my Smallville. How would you end your Smallville? If you could do your own, do your end-it-all Smallville, how would you do it? Now, remember... You have to consider budget restraints and the uh, storyline, whatever else. I don't even know. But that is it. There's no news for the week. And I got to finish recording because I got to watch the game. Beat the heat. Beat the heat. And now it's time for the rundown. All right. So this week's review is Fables Homelands by Bill Willingham and Mark Buckingham. And to start off with a little summary... The first couple issues, Jack of Fables leaves Fable Town and opens up his own movie studio, uh, a la Lord of the Rings, starring himself. Well, it's not him, but it's based on all the Jack Fables tales. So he becomes the most popular Fables. Very powerful. I don't know what that means. But he, he gets dimed on by Jill little tiny Jill and then uh, he he gets uh, oh and then the wolf comes because he's sheriff now and he gets exiled and by exiled I mean he gets his own minis or his own series so that's the spinoff but uh, Jack stole this is weird Jack stole like billions of dollars from Bluebeard I don't know what's more ridiculous how Jack stole billions of dollars or how 
uh, Bluebeer had billions of dollars. We're not, we're not talking about millions. We're not even talking about a billion. We're talking about billions of dollars in one room. And Bluebeard apparently had multiple rooms. So we could theoretically talk about trillions. And I don't even know what's higher than trillions. Gazillions? So, yeah. But for the main plot of the story, it's all about Boy Blue. Now, Boy Blue takes a magic sword and cloak and goes back to the Fables homelands. And apparently homelands means multiple worlds. So this, this the entire trade takes over a five year period and jumps back and forth in time. But Boy Blue also takes Pinocchio's head. Meanwhile, while he's off doing that, Mowgli, Mowgli from the Jungle Book. I forgot the song for the Jungle Book. I was just going to sing it. Something about a bear. Hey, Baloo. Hey, Baloo. Uh, I can't remember. Tailspin. Yeah. Is that the same bear, right? I think so. It's been a while since I've seen the Jungle Book. You'd think it would be a while since I've seen Tailspin, but no. <laughs> it's on a few months ago. Someone streamed it. <laughs> so, uh... Hmm. What was I going to say? Okay. So, Mowgli comes back. And apparently he's a traveler, spy thing. I don't know what he is. But Prince Charming wants him to check down Big B because they're going to need Big B in the war. Um, I guess. And then, uh, oh, yeah, he's pretty powerful. And he's been in at least our wars. So is Jack. But Jack's been exiled. And then tr- it turns out Trusty John is not so trusty. And he's a spy. And he's been pushed in the well. Well? Well. Well that goes forever or something. Okay, so, Boy Blue, Boy Blue, he goes uh, back to the homelands and makes his way, killing goblins and whatnot. Killing governors and impersonating governors because the cloak can do damn near anything. And the sword can kill damn near anything. So when he gets to the adversary, it turns out he chops it, his head off. But it turns out the adversary was only a puppet. He's captured by the hot snow queen. And taken to the real adversary, Jupedo. Boy Blue is imprisoned, but bargains with Jupedo. Now he knows he's gonna die, but he's gonna trade him Pinocchio, as Jupedo only cares about Pinocchio. While Jupedo tells him how he became the adversary, and he gets him to bring the real Red Riding Hood. So Jupedo tells him the story, and the story was pretty simple. He started to replace people because the kings were bad. And then the people came to him. Why don't you use one of your puppets and make it a real boy or king? And then replace him. And then he just, they kept doing that. And then soon those people had to be replaced. And the fairy, while fickle, would help him along. But he imprisoned the fairy and she's alive in a comatose type state estate I think wait I gotta reread this real quick I take a break now <laughs> she's in prison because he uses her blood or something yeah right okay what was I gonna do oh okay yeah I'm thinking that see I'm thinking ahead to the other fable trades excuse me <laughs> what was I okay so yeah he uses her blood 
I think she's a she's like a zombie, half dead, half alive. And uh, he creates more puppets, and then he just keeps expanding. And he says, I mean, kind of they kind of run themselves, which is what you sh- mm, should well should kind of have them do. Um, well, anyways, then apparently he doesn't he doesn't stop, and well, this is my problem. He doesn't really explain why he does that. Like, I can get why he did it in the beginning, because his 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 friends were like, dude, this lord or king or something, it's going nuts. How about we replace him? And you're like, okay, that makes sense, because you're under his rule. But then he kept on doing that, and and then, and you go, okay, that may, may make sense, but then he he kept doing it, like, he figured, oh, you take over one world, you figure, ah, I'm going to stop. And then, no, he keeps going to other worlds, and it's like, why? He doesn't care about those other worlds. It's it's weird. He doesn't make them... He doesn't even make it better. I'm digressing. I am digressing. So, Geppetto repairs Pinocchio, and then the real Red Riding Hood comes. Unfortunately, Pinocchio is now under this loyalty spell that Geppetto uses for all his wooden things. And, uh... The real Red Riding Hood never met Boy Blue. It turns out the one he fell in love with uh, was also a copy. But who cares? I mean, they're all hot. and Maybe he'll find her later. I actually don't know if that'll happen. And then maybe the fake... The fake one was kind of bad because she had him tortured. The other fake one. But the real one wasn't that bad. Was she staying behind because she thought... Yeah, I hope, see, I don't know what this happens. I really do hope he finds the one he fell in love with, because it's like, was she staying behind because she honestly thought that was, that he was staying behind, or did she stay behind because she was a spy? Did she care about him? I don't know. Will she be alive after all this time? Ah, sure, why not? Everyone else is. So, Boy Blue escaped. He tries to kill Geppetto, but all the protection spells around Geppetto Geppetto's. This is really getting hard to say. Protect him. A boy blue uses the cloak to go back to Fable Town, taking the hood with him. Now everyone's pissed at boy blue for what he did, but it turns out he was secretly working for Prince Charming. And that's the end. Now, what's strange about this book is called Homelands. Yet the beginning focuses on Jack. And normally comics do a one issue uh, tangent storyline and now whether it's in uh, the beginning or end uh, it's all up to them and generally the one issue will give a backstory or kind of to a character a minor character or um, you know uh, it'll relate to the main plot in some way now Jack's story is given a lot of issues and uh, I assume it's because they wanted to launch Jack of Fables, and strange enough, Jack's storyline doesn't doesn't deal with homelands. It's weird. It really is just a, we we want to give uh, Jack of Fables a storyline. So let's start off with that. Now frame ah uh, frame narrative. Hmm, here's another frame narrative. And money grabbing spinoff aside, it's a pretty damn good story. Now who knew, it's it's essentially a satire, and who knew Bill Willingham could write, write a satire? Now what I don't like about it, is that it's a time jump, five years into the story, 
because then the next story takes place five years before, and then, but, uh, and then it goes to the five years, and it's all a lot of time jumping between five years. Now, while the time jumping isn't as bad as, say, the first few episodes of the now-canceled event, I also found it funny that the end of Jack's story is that it, Jack, Jack doesn't go back to Fable Town until the end of the end of days. Now, those end of days didn't last long because Jack actually does go back to Fable Town. Uh, the storyline I haven't read that deals with the literals or something. So I'm, I don't know. I don't know what it deals with. I think it deals with literals. I kind of want to read that, but <sighs> probably won't be any good. And I gotta finish up Fables, at least the adversary storyline before I get to the literals. So I think it takes place after. Okay, so after that rather enjoyable story, we move into the meat of homelands, dealing with the homelands. Um, unlike uh, most of you out there, when I read this or seen the title, I thought of the Magic the Gathering expansion, Homelands, which uh, was a pretty shitty expansion because there were less than a handful of cards that were any good. And while I used to think Fallen Empire was pretty shitty, at least I had like a dozen cards. Granted, all those cards were like for black or white decks and were pretty similar, except for, you know, the awesome Hymn to Torek. Um, but Homeland's really like less than five cards. I don't even, I can't even think of one. Maybe that legendary creature, that green creature chick. And maybe one or two others. But I, but I digress. I digress. It's been a while since I played Magic. So, now, up until now, we've not had any inkling of what the homelands actually are. Sure, we've had what they once were. Uh, like when Boy Blue first got here. But the only thing we've known now is that it's ruled by the adversary. We finally got to see if it's how it's ruled there and if things are as bad as you know the fables from fable town uh, as they say or believe unfortunately it's not which is a big failing of sorts sure there are taxes and that one lady does complain which may or may not be high and that one goblin does have a mistress but it didn't seem that he forced her as a mistress and there are people in charge that can do more or less whatever they want. But that, come on, that goes for anyone in power. But things just don't seem as bad. I mean, there's one main guy in charge. It's kind of like the states. Well, not as bad as our states. But it, it's similar as in the president's in charge. But then you got the, the governors or the senators... I don't know, whoever's in charge of the 50 states. And then you got, you break it down by, like, mayors, who's ever in charge there. And then, you know, like, chief of police and head other guys. I don't know. So, that's kind of how it goes. But I don't, see, I don't see the problem. I mean, the Fables, if they want to go back home, they can. They just have to subject themselves to a new ruler and pay taxes. Well, I mean... Barring all the war stuff, <laughs> they can. They can. <laughs> I mean, before that though, they can. It's, it's not, it's not bad. I, it really, they really should have showed, Je- Geppetto, 
as or they should have shown things being bad because it's really it's like oh they're okay they're soldiers and they're patrols people complain about taxes but people always complain about taxes no matter how high or how low they are it's it's doesn't it's like oh this is kind of like a normal world it's just another regime's in charge like they should have showed i don't know people were starving or having a hard enough time to feed themselves people were just being slaughtered or uh, raped or something just but uh there's none there's none of that so i don't know it's like oh adversaries in charge okay or at least have it on some worlds uh, i don't know so uh, i don't know the time jumping kind of gets worse in this story because it's constantly shifting between Boy Blue and then what's going on in Fable Town. And then back to Boy Blue. But, I mean, I can understand why it was done. But it's still annoying. Now, there's... While I enjoyed the trade, there's still problems with it. And Fables as a whole. I understood and got Geppetto's whole scheme. But what makes no sense... I mean, like I said before, it makes no sense why he keeps going... But why does it take centuries? I mean, it, it obviously takes centuries, maybe millennia, millennial, millennium, whatever, to carry his, his scheme. Okay, so this is, uh, this is the problem I have with Fables. It's the groundwork is not clearly laid out. So Fables, they're, they're quote-unquote immortal in our world. But it makes no sense for them to be immortal in their world. Obviously they age. Which means they do grow old and die. Yet for whatever reasons. Or more accurately. What's convenient to the story. They stop aging. And don't seem to die. Like Geppetto. Now. It's like one or the other. In Fable World they should age. In our world they shouldn't and then they should die and then they don't some characters live like snow white and uh what's her name goldilocks uh and then but she continued to age too it's weird uh but they continue to live after they die but then some die like uh sheer khan and uh bluebeard it's, it's weird it's so weird it's some dies oh gotta get rid of them somehow now, while I, I don't mind Geppetto as the adversary, his story does make sense, and there's a, there's a good reason for it. However, I still wish it wasn't him. In the fourth trade, I, I think it was the fourth trade, it was fairly obvious that it was Geppetto. Although, he, he could have still changed his mind and have Geppetto still be like one of the people in charge, but not the main guy. Now... Another problem I have in Fables is Fables is missing a villain. There's even though it it says the adversary, but it's missing a villain. The adversary up for five trades has not been seen, and his influence has not really been felt except in the fourth trade. There's been two villains, last seen a trade each: Baba Yaga, Yaga, I don't know if I'm saying that right, and Shere Khan. But other than that, there's been nothing. Shere Khan died, and Baba Yaga could be killed, but they're holding her for information and or torture. Probably won't. 
Now, I like that Geppetto, he seems like a nice guy with good intentions. And he's, you know, he's he's respectful and, you know, whatever. But I think I would have liked it better if he were just a bad guy. Now, now, I don't know if you know this, but according to the Vertigo Encyclopedia, the adversary was originally going to be Captain Hook. Looky, looky, I got a hooky. And that would have been awesome. I always thought of Hook as a charming villain. Call like a evil Captain Jack Sparrow. What? <laughs> and I, I like Hook more than I like Peter Pan in the Disney movie. And in the uh, sequel, Hook, he was also uh, awesome. Rufio. Oh, I was sad when Rufio died. So, it's a shame. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why Willingham went for the obvious uh, route. route. Maybe it's because he was like, well, then I gotta, then I gotta squeeze in Peter Pan. Wendy, Lost Boys. Um, am I gonna base this off the Disney or the other the story, the actual story? Or am I gonna base this off like Hook? How am I gonna do this? And then Captain Hook's gotta be there and have. Does this ship fly? He's gotta have a ship. And then you know, the guy ship. That means he's gotta be on the water. Is he gonna be? Cause he's a pirate. But then, but then it kind of does make sense. Well. Then you figured all those things the worlds would be because he'd raise them or he'd blunder them. That, that, that would be interesting. But he's like, oh, I gotta have a ship, maybe fly, maybe move world to world somehow. Oh, it's got a lot of work. That's a lot of work. But we'll go with Jibetto. That's, that's my guess. I don't know. Now, while I thoroughly enjoyed Homelands, it's still really hard for me to judge it from my point of view. I mean, I still don't know how it's going to end with the adversary. Except the good guys win because there's still more fables. Um, but I don't know. I haven't read those trades, those last like two or three trades. Um, but and I also don't like building him. But I, I think if I could have been more objective, I probably would have given Homelands like a four and a half, maybe even a five. Oh, and another downside is it takes six trades before the story finally gets somewhat interesting. Unfortunately, since I can't tear myself away. Because I am human, I'm not a Vulcan. Uh, on the Mark Critic score, I'm giving uh, Homelands a 4. Better 5. Now, thanks for listening, everyone. As always, I appreciate any and all feedback you give me on iTunes. Whether it's, uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> you can support the show. Please support the show by buying my DRM free ebook, Catalyst the Passage of Hellsfire, which is. Also in the air, everywhere. Uh, next week's pick will be the Vinyl Underground, watching the detect, uh, watching the detectives. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, uh, please email me at vertigocast@gmail.com. You can go to the comic forums and buy my comics there if you still want to support the show. To see what's coming up, visit the website at vforvertigo.blogspot.com. I'm also part of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at comicspodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash And remember, you can't lose what you don't put in the middle, but you can't win much either. <laughs>